I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Want a weekly roundup of the best CBC Radio programming? Subscribe to the CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Get a digest of the week's top stories. Read in-depth articles. Listen to interviews and documentaries. And get the lowdown on upcoming stories from CBC Radio 1 that you need to hear. To subscribe, go to cbc.ca slash radio and look for the subscribe button. The CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Be informed. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me. We are thrilled to present our next play, What a Young Wife Ought to Know by acclaimed writer Hannah Moscovich. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to Play Me through Apple or Google Podcasts or by going to cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. By subscribing, you can listen to all our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, please don't forget to rate and review us. Set in 1920s Ottawa, what a young wife ought to know is an unflinching look at love, sex, and fertility, inspired by real stories of mothers during the birth control movement of the early 20th century. What I love about this show is not only is it a very well-crafted play about what can happen when you limit a woman's right to birth control, but really it's about broader injustices. It's about power and systemic misogyny. And it's a perfect example of what theater does best, It takes big, provocative political ideas and examines them in a really minute, personal, and intimate way. For me, this play really brings into focus what it means for a woman to not have control over her own body. Hannah's play paints a vivid picture of what life was like for women without birth control. This is episode one of three of What a Young Wife Ought to Know by Hannah Moscovich. Warning. The following episode contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. My sister's taken to talking to me. She's dead. I'm going mad. My one consolation is the asylum's just up the road. I won't have far to go. I might be mad. Just warning you. The health visitor? 
seemed disgusted with me when I asked her how to come by it. She said it's wicked to use unnatural means to stop life. For what if it's the child of God wanting to be born? I said, in Ottawa? I said even the Virgin Mary would use prevention if she had children 11 pounds with a prolapsed womb. She's never been near me since. Y'all look very... I can tell just by looking at the ladies you don't have more than one or two children apiece. And it's not for want of union, is it? For the gentlemen, God forgive me, don't look like they've been thwarted in the sex instinct. Ladies... You've come by it, have you? Can I ask, do you tell your husbands you've come by it? Or do you keep it from them? My husband Johnny's what they call a machinist up the paper mill. He makes $17.25 weekly. That's eight for rent and two for coal. That leaves $7.85 to feed and clothe man, wife, and child, so... See, I don't want more children. For their own little sakes, to... To practically starve or be a burden to the taxpayers. But no matter how careful I try... I seem to fall wrong. I married a poor man. That's my first mistake. Johnny, I don't mind telling you, was, is still a handsome man. <laughs> if he were standing before you this minute, the, the ladies would cross their legs and many would pass a restless half hour. <laughs> That's how handsome he was. I first laid eyes on Johnny up the hotel. He was a stable hand, and I saw him standing out front of the stables. <laughs> I stopped walking to wherever it is I was going to and just stood there, looking at him. Well, you caught me singing like a feckin' Egypt. <laughs> My ma taught it to me, and I like it, so I sing it. <clears throat> it's Irish. I don't know what's happening. I don't think you're an imbecile. You, wait, you got the look of a girl that I know. You might know her. 
She's named Alma? Yeah, coming. Ladies, would you make the same mistake? I want to say plainly, I'm not an unclean woman. I mean, the worst I'd done, just to say it is, before I was married, there was a postboy I kissed in the face. <laughs> I just felt sorry for the boy with tuberculosis consumption and teeth all crooked in his head and bone legs and skin like paper stretched over his skull. I tell you this so you can see it wasn't from the, the sex instinct, but more like charity. I was just a girl then. Fifteen. Postboy? Yes. On the floor? Yes. That's bad. Why? I've kissed a person before, but not lying down. Who? Don't kiss the postboy lying down. You'll end up with a child coming. And don't kiss him standing up either. He has tuberculosis. You'll end up dead. And where's Ma when you do it? Out! Out where? In the kitchen? Who have you kissed? No one. You just said you have. Alma! No. You're lying! No. Alma! You just said! Alma! 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 Summon up the hotel! Alma! Don't! I'm trying to... I've been cursing myself for letting him. I'm justly punished for it for all the tears it's cost me. I have a child coming? No. No child comes from kissing. Sophie, stop it. Look at me. When you were lying down with him, did he... Did he take his trousers down? No. It's only if you have union with him. Union? If he presses his organ into you, then you'll have a child. And that happens when you lie down. So just don't lie down and no child will come. Was it nice with the postboy? Yes. Why? I don't know. He knows he's close to death. He's got a smile like he knows it. It's a comfort to me to think I could bring him some joy. Well, don't do it again. Alma? Do you know a man named Johnny up the hotel? Why? I don't know. Don't ask such questions. Fresh from the post, boy, and now it's Johnny at the hotel. Don't, don't! How do you know him? How do you know his name? I, I just walked by the stables and there was a person yelling him back to work saying, Johnny, go back to the stables. Handsome, isn't he? Will you introduce me? No! Johnny up the hotel. I didn't answer the door to the postboy after I talked with my sister. And he died within the month, so I was relieved of the temptation. I think you know all my sins now. Ma used to say there was only two types of men. The ones who leave you, 
The ones who don't leave you, but you wish they would. I don't know which kind Johnny was, for I loved him. And love is a strange sort of madness that comes over you. Makes the future go dark, so you don't think how all the babies are to be fed on $17.25 weekly. Oh, you have come to see me. No. Came for a cigarette. Give me one. No one had a cigarette at the hotel. You can look. I don't mind. I'm not looking. Oh, there, you just did. I didn't. You just looked. I didn't look at you to... To what? You know who looks at you? The ladies at the hotel. They stand by the windows in the parlor and they look at you. <laughs> the ladies. You know they do. Nah. Yes, you know. Nah. It's because they don't know how you could be so well-formed when you were raised in shape. Well-formed? You think that I am well-formed? I think you're the whole of an arse. <gasps> Sophie! Alma, I was... came to... Come to... visit? To bring you your dress. Here it is. The hotel's there. This is the stable. Who's this? My little sister. How do you do? Oh, you're shy now. No. Don't, Alma. You're out of breath. I just walked two miles, so... My sister's got the horn on for you. <gasps> have you seen Johnny? Have you seen Johnny up the hotel? Oh, have you seen Johnny, Alma? No. Yes, you did. I didn't. Oh, yes, she did. When it's just the two of us? I didn't. Don't lie. Tell Johnny. Tell him how handsome he is. <sighs> Stop. Christ, Alma. <laughs> she's pretty. Not so pretty as I am, but she's pretty, isn't she? And more obedient and fresher. Let her go. Here. Oh, you're all right. You're all right. You're very pretty. That's her dress. You washed it for her. Yes. You're a good sister. I think Alma said you're younger than her. I don't know if you know how you're looking at me, but I wouldn't look at men like that. Yes. Yes, I did go by the stables in hopes I catch a glimpse of Johnny. But I was overly punished for it, wouldn't you say? Here's your dress. Washed it for you. Why are you smiling like that? Like what? Like that. Like that. Like you can't stop yourself from smiling. I'm not smiling. Why would I smile at you when you go and do that? Do what? Alma! Alma! Do you... what? I was so... I was joking with you because you were standing there smiling at him like you couldn't stop yourself from smiling. Where'd you get that lipstick? From Jenny. You met her. She's the other chambermaid. You met her at church. Oh, her. The one in the black dress that Ma said stood too close to the men and talked too loudly to them? Jenny's a widow. How? The war. <gasps> Jenny told me half the wives cried when their husbands didn't come home and half of them cried when they did. Jenny didn't cry for her husband? Oh, God, you're simple. You're old-fashioned and simple and... 
don't fall in love with Johnny. You just told him I thought he was handsome. You just told him Sophie. that. Sophie. <laughs> and now you think I shouldn't love him? Which is it, Alma? Sophie. No, Sophie. Alma, which is Sophie. it? I mean it. Don't. Why not? He said yourself he was well-formed. He's a $12 man. So? So, you'll be in Ottawa your whole life. So? So, it's Ottawa. So? So, it's nothing in the middle of nowhere. So? So, it'll be misery. So? So, you'll turn lunatic like Mrs. Henny and pull your skirts up and go running along the streets yelling, Sweet Jesus and the angels with your bits jiggling up and down. So? Christ's sake. So? It's a good thing the postboy died. You'd have said poor postboy till you were married to a corpse. So? So don't talk to Johnny. Or what? Or I'll tell Ma. Tell her what? The postboy. I'll tell her. Don't think I won't. I have a hard heart. Ma's first husband used to drink his wages. And one Friday, Ma took a rifle down off the wall of the house where she was in service, and she went and she waited for him outside the factory. When he came out, she pointed the rifle at him and said, Give me the wages. He laughed at her, and she shot him. You don't cross Ma. Alma's sister? Alma's sister! You! Wait, where are you going? Is your sister, is she mad? I have to give this to her. Is she mad? No. She told me that your ma's a lunatic. Ma? No. She's got a temper. That's where Alma gets it from. Gets what from? Her herself. I had a job as an orderly at the asylum, holding down the mad when they're restless. And so I, I don't know if I can't tell if... I don't know if Alma's mad or if she's... Forward thinking. Sophie, come. I... Go back to the horses. Sophie! Whose necklace is that? Go. Whose necklace? Mine. Mrs. Sutherland wants her fucking necklace, Alma. Whose necklace? It's mine. I was given it. By Mr. Sutherland. He's a paying guest at the hotel. He's got an interest in the railway, and he owns horses. Prize ones. It's his wife's necklace? He says I smell like honey. That's stupid, you don't. It's just a thing for him to say. Why, what do I smell like then? Soap, when you're clean. He asked me if I'd seen the ocean. I said, just the once when we came across it and it was black and beneath us the whole time and the dead went into it, I thought it was hell. What did he say? He didn't. He just stood there with his face in my hair. Ah, Alma! Your nails! Get off! Don't talk to Johnny. I said, don't do it, and you did it! Alma, please! I'm bleeding! I'm walking you home. Walk. Go! Alma told Ma. Ma banged my head against a wall. I lay in the back room for a month. When I could get up, 
First thing I did was walk back up the hotel. I wanted to find Alma and pull all the hair from her head. But ladies, gentlemen, can you think of why else I might have wanted to go back up the hotel? Jenny, is that you? Ugh! Sophie, go home! Look at my face! Ma scarred it! She hit my head against a nail in the wall! I thought I'd been crippled for life! And where have you been? Up the hotel? Where have you been? If I'd have died, would you have come? Would you have come for my funeral? I'm... I'm sorry. I can't stop throwing up. Oh, oh, you're sick now. You want comfort, do ya? Wait, where are you going? The stables. Wait, Sophie. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I told you, don't lie down with a man. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, Alma. Who is it? It was Mr. Sutherland. No. Who, then? God. It was not. The Governor General. Alma. Is he... Mr. Sutherland, he can't marry you? Mr. Sutherland said that the worst thing that's happening to the race is all the degenerates and criminal types who won't stop bringing unwelcome children into the world. I took pills. Benny Royal pills. I'm bringing them up. Look, it's pills. It's all pills. Nothing's happened. Jenny... Told me I'm to scrape out up there with a catheter. Jenny saw it done once in Port Hope at the hotel there for another girl, only it was worse. In that case, it was the girl's brother. You've a catheter? Where'd you get a catheter? From Jenny. From Jenny. She got it out of one of the rooms from an old man. She stole it? I can do it by myself. I have a hard heart. I'd rather you were with me, Sophie. Ladies, is this the type of birth prevention you use? Are you shocked or are you familiar with it? There was no doctor. For all that Alma was strong about it. You can't do a surgery on yourself without some faintness of heart. So in the end, I helped her. She put the catheter where she thought was right, but I... I'm the one that bore down on it. A couple of times until I felt something. Give. I'm sweating a lot right through the sheets. I'm, I'm not fevered, am I? A little. No. No, you're just pale. Oh, gosh. I thought for a second we'd done it wrong. What? It was not... pleasant. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) Oh, Sophie, God. 
Has the hotel turned me into a whore? I didn't even tell him I was going to do it. I didn't tell him, Sophie. I didn't want him to make me doubt it. And some darkness came over me in the middle of it, and I thought, I am doing something that God does not like. And I thought I should have told him. But Jenny, she said when her husband was still alive that she was the one that carried the burden. She carried the burden alone, for that's our lot. And now I do feel some sweet thing, as though I've come through it. Did you love him? I don't know, a little. No, it's a lie to say that I don't, but I didn't want to lose a $20 position, and I didn't want to get caught up in a thing that seemed like it would have more horror in it. I'm fevered, Sophie. I'm all soaked. I said you weren't. You're, you're pale. It hurts, but it's dull as though I can't altogether feel it, or... Let's... Let's get you to your feet. I'll get you dressed. Sit up. I'm... What? All down my legs. I'll tell Jenny to run for Ma. Stand up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stand up. Stand up. It's too bad. I was so pretty. Oh, well. Alma! Alma, stand up! Sophie, will you remember? Tell Jenny, don't haunt him with it. Tell him I died of some other thing. Alma! I'll watch over you, Sophie. Alma, please! Please try! Please! Why'd you let me do it to you? Now you'll be dead! And how's that better than being a whore? I got Alma to her feet. Made over a mile to go. The doctor on the shift at the ward in the hospital looked Alma over and wanted to know what back page doctor had cut her down there. And left her to bleed. He should be eaten by dogs. He said it was her womb had a puncture in it. And she was bleeding all her blood out. I sat with Alma and prayed Jenny had gone to fetch Ma. For Alma kept closing her eyes. She lost the baby. Jenny told you about the baby? Jenny, no. Has she lost the baby? Yes. Is it taking her? Yes. 
Jenny told me she wasn't well and I, I came. You? What? Nothing. Just... Why wouldn't you marry her? I, I asked her. She said yes, and then, then, then she said no, and then I said you have to, and then we fought. And she said she'd throw herself down the stairs. I said if you do that, you still gotta marry me, only with your legs broken. Is she gone? Not... not yet, I don't think. Alma? 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 That was episode one of three of What a Young Wife Ought to Know. You can listen to the next two installments by subscribing to our podcast or by going to cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Theater or Instagram at playmepodcast. What a Young Wife Ought to Know was written by Hannah Moscovich. The original theatrical production was directed by Christian Berry. It featured Lisa Repo Martel, David Patrick Fleming, and Rebecca Parent. It was commissioned and developed by 2B Theatre and premiered at the Neptune Theatre in Halifax, Canada. We'd love to hear what you think of our show. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help us get the word out about Playme. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.